the fourth annual Vision Lab podcast golf classic presented by fmtrades.com. Visionaries, y'all check out this quick clip. Listen, no, for real. It, it's so good to 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 get you back in the lab. Um, always excited to be around you. The yeah, aura, sure. the energy, the 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 conversation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's empowering, and so I'm excited. You know, Mo, we don't we don't have a lot of people come back on the show, and that's done intentionally. It's not not anything against Anybody. you know our guests or anything like that. But we always are trying to provide fresh content and new outlook and, and and different ways to to hear messages right yeah but but your message um is consistent yeah. thorough and it, and it resonates no matter if you're 18 years old or, or 78 years yep. old you know what i'm saying and and you stand on the, the 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 greatest platform ever created you know the word um so i Definitely want to pay homage to you, but it's always a blessing to have you in the lab, man. And obviously, I'll say this: um, it's an open invitation because you know the content just be fire, bro. that I, I listen and, and just for those that don't understand what he mean by uh the greatest platform of all time is the word of god uh, we built our business off the principles of scripture and uh i just want to appreciate y'all for bringing me back doing the uh the the uh not normal for the vision lab mm. um but we're doing things that's different um since last time we spoke we sold a company yeah um, you know, we're we're in a point eight percent of black businesses mm. that, that ever do what we've done. Um, so the numbers kind of show for themselves, and I appreciate the stuff that y'all doing. I actually think that it's pretty uh, whack the fact that y'all don't have the platform that y'all should for the work that y'all do and the due diligence that y'all do to kind of test test and uh, check your host. So whatever we can do to be able to help, you know, we here. Much appreciated. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I'm a firm believer, and Mo, you've heard me say this, there's no such thing as an unsolved problem, just unfound solutions. 
So with that being said, welcome back to the Vision Lab podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Cuffey, alongside my co-host, Mr. Ryan Mosley. The Vision Lab is the official growth mindset podcast for all visionaries worldwide. Yo, we're showing mad love to the cigar community. It's here in the lab where we uncover people's visions and dreams and how those dreams actually come into reality. Yo, it's all about tapping into and becoming the absolute best versions of ourselves through self-discovery, self-examination, and self-actualization. Yo, we kind of started the show already. I'm I'm ready to go. I'm excited. Uh, but Mo, do us the honor. Who we got on the show today? Oh, man. He's uh, he's one of our favorites. Uh, he's got his hands in all different levels of business, as you just heard, from tech to consulting. He's got, he's got a book, uh, which I'm getting ready to open next month, by the way. Come uh, on. Kudos to you again. Thank you for my copy. Yes, sir. Uh, he is all things uh, BizCo Firm. I want to say it correctly. Yeah, BizCo yeah. Firm. BizCo Firm. BizCo Capital. Yeah. Uh, all things BizCo. All things BizCo. There we go. Uh, yeah. Please welcome back to the show, Dr. Jake Taylor Jacobs. Yes. Hey. Yes. What up, what up, and good morning. What's up with it? Man, you know what it is, bro. For, hey, talk to you know, again. I want to give a shout to out to y'all. y'all. This is my first cigar ever. Yeah, we, we're and unveiling I feel it. Grown. <laughs> like, you, you should see my team right now. Y'all can't see my team, but they looking at me like he finally grew up. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm a, mama, I made it. Mama, I made it. <laughs> on the vision lab. I'm a man. I'm a visionary on the vision lab. Hey, yes, talk you are. It. Yeah. Uh, look, we'll just start there. Um, the word vision, yeah. right? Um, and I know you can go biblical. Which you are, you totally, are, I got the scripture. Yeah, in my come head. on with it. Without, Don't come with Habakkuk, though. Okay, uh, okay. Uh, without vision, people shall perish. No, no, no you come the there. Make it plain. Right, right. Yeah, but I, I just, I, I want to talk about vision. Run with it. So check this out, right? Yeah. We're 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 Q two, okay? Um, at the time of this recording, when it's coming out, it will be Q two. We've had ninety days already into our twenty twenty three. A lot of us come out and say, hey, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to be make better financial decisions. I'm going to strengthen my marriage. I'm yep. going to be better with God, whatever it is, yep. right? You've had 90 days, okay? What should our vision look like for the next three quarters of the year? Your vision should look like whatever your intentions with God is like. Okay. So depending on where you are in your life. I see a lot of people, especially when we coach and we consult, um, there's too much of the comparison syndrome. Mm. Um, Bro, you, and, you, I was just in the word yes. last night about it. Come on, that. talk about it. So the, the, the issue that a lot of us deal with is the fact that we compare based on age versus based on experience and, and, um, um, and uh, exposure. Experiencing exposure is different than age. And a lot of people look at young folk like 25, 35, and you begin to compare yourself based on, man, this 28-year-old made a million or this person got a million followers. You just got started at 40. So you can't compare yourself based on your age. You got to compare yourself based on your experience and your exposure. Everybody got their own starting point. Everybody got their own starting point. What do I always talk to you about the three? So I'm going to throw game at you real quick, right? You remember our three, the, my three E's? Yeah, yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, I know where you're going. So, Go so yep. my thing is this. I yeah. don't care, and you know, I will debate, argue with anybody all day long about this. I think we are all products of the three E's. Your environment, your experiences, and your exposure. And you kind of touched on that, right? Like, if I'm, if I'm transitioning from one career into a different, I want to be an entrepreneur or 
or vice versa, if I'm coming from an entrepreneur into, you know, I don't know many people that do that, but let's say you go work W2 or whatever, but, you know, you can't hold yourself accountable to the same rate as this 28-year-old yep. in your example, right? Because you don't have that same exposure yep. rate. You don't have that same experience, yep. right? You don't have um, the same things that that person has gone Correct. into. And it's interesting that you, that we're talking about this because I, I promise you, bro, I'm, I'm getting more and more into the word this year. That was, Talk I don't want to call it. it, yeah, I don't want to call it like a New Year's resolution, but it's something that I, I definitely need. And... Um, you just recentered yourself. Yeah, yeah, there you go. You I like that, recentered yourself, yourself in the Self-inventory. Yeah. Um, but... <clears throat> Shout out to EB because she talks about this or she said it before, you know, we all run our own race that, you know, I can't be looking to the right and, and see what Mo's doing or looking to the left and see what, you know, he's doing or whatever. I got to focus on me. And I think yeah. that's ultimately what God is asking us yeah. to do is focus on him and allow him to work through you so that you can do his works on earth. That's correct. Uh, let me give you this example. None of us have seen God in the flesh, but we've seen his works. God works through people to get a job done. So for an example, you see that red, uh, you see that red little thing lighter. right there? The lighter. the lighter right there? Yep. No, 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 don't move it. Keep it there. What I want you to do, I don't want you to move your hands. I don't want you to move your body. I don't want you to move your fingers. But I want you to get that red lighter to me. How you gonna do it? I can't move this my is hand, easy. This is easy. My body, my fingers. Oh, I'll ask somebody else. To there do you it. go. Ah, so do it. Do it for the do it for the people. Adam, How you gonna move that? Adam, can you hand this lighter to Dr. Jacobs, please? See, this is an example of God. See, God is gonna move through a being that he created to have his will done. Thank and you. a lot of us, when it comes to actually building our businesses or visions, mm -hmm. we want to do it ourselves. Yes, Exodus sir. 18 is my favorite scripture. Mm. Exodus 18 actually teaches us the first principles of building when it comes to building a company. Um, Jethro is actually, by scripture, one of the first business or consultants, business consultants or consultants in general, to actually advise someone to actually facilitate efficiency. Mm. So when we talk about Exodus 18, you know, you know, you know, Moses just did the unthinkable. He went in and freed our people. Let our people go. And then when he got to this place, this wilderness, uh, he sent word out to Jethro. What people don't know is that when Moses fled from his mistake, he went to the land where Jethro controlled. And Jethro taught him leadership directly and allowed Moses to marry his daughter so jethro was bringing his daughter and his sons back to moses and so what does any son do with a father-in-law he looks up to when that father-in-law finally gets to this space where he can where that son-in-law can actually update him on all this shit, stuff he says what hey man i did this i did that i did this he's trying to impress him right so that's what moses did Aaron came down from the mountain. He's like, hey, 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 bro, come down, bro. We got Jethro coming down. It's finna be a barbecue. Mm. <laughs> well, we all know what offering is. It's just nothing but a barbecue. It's jerk chicken. <laughs> jerk chicken with the brothers. And in scripture, it, it even explains how Moses is beginning to explain to Jethro, we did this and we did that and we did this and we did that. That's what we do with our mentors, right? 
We want to prove to our mentors that we 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 became everything that they believed in, right? We want to yeah. show them that their time wasn't wasted with us. We're it's obedient. so it's so crazy how scripture parts in the middle of Moses's bragging. It says on the next day. Hmm. Leading us to believe that Jethro was like, I hear what you're saying, but let me observe what you preaching. And so Jethro on the next day begins to observe Moses. Moses doing this thing. He's serving the people. He's catering to the people. He's talking to the people. You know what Jethro told Moses? What you do is not good. You sit around day and night and judge the people. And they sit around day and night waiting for you to judge them. You're going to kill yourself and the people too. What does any egotistical young brother do when his mentor criticizes the position that he's in? Oh, I'll, I'll show him. What? Acknowledge, ignore, and proceed. Hey man, but 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 this is exactly what Moses did. But what you mean, Jethro? What you talking about? God told me <laughs> to I, run this. I got this. Don't God even worry about gave me the I vision. I'm supposed to wait day and night for our people. What you talking about? Jethro said, "Hey, listen. What does a mentor do? An OG? Hey, 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 hey. Listen, listen. Take this to your God." And figure out if I'm telling you the truth or not. It's kind of being facetious, right? Because they serve the same God. Mm. He said, hey, take this to your God. Listen, listen, pray about it. Sit on it. I don't care. Do what you do. But let me give you context. You need to be the, You need to build an organization. Mm. Some will lead hundreds of thousands. Some will lead tens of thousands. Some will lead thousands. And some will leave some below. What does that tell us? When we build organizations, there are people who have capabilities that are maxed out. Some will lead hundreds and thousands. Some will lead tens of thousands. Some will lead thousands. And he gave us three criteria to build our organizations on. The first criteria was find people who are capable. My God. The definition of capable means someone who already has the ability that you need. They're proficient and efficient at completing the task already. It's quite funny that he didn't use the word willing. Mm. Scripture is very precise. The word willing means I am eager, excited. I want to do it, but capable means I'm efficient at doing it. Adam is efficient at doing his job. He's not willing at doing it. He's not, hey, hey, man, I want to do y'all's podcast. Adam is, listen, I don't deal with nobody that I don't believe in because I know that I know what I'm doing. Amen to that. Efficient at podcasts. It's not, hey, I want to learn at doing it. I'm willing to do it. I'm available to do it. Anytime you want. I'm No, 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 no. First order of business of building organization, organizations, finding people who are capable 
Mm. That means they already have the skill set to do it efficiently. Okay. The second rule that Jethro gave Moses was find people who have the same moral foundation that you have. He didn't say religion. He said moral foundation. What is a moral foundation? It means that when I say I don't cut corners, I don't cut corners. So whether you believe in Allah, Buddha, Hindu, Jesus, we don't cut corners. If it takes us 10 years to build this podcast, God daggone it, it takes us 10 years. But we ain't doing no bull jiving. We ain't doing no dancing. We ain't doing no nothing. It is based on the principles that we build on. That's morality. That's important. Not sexuality. <laughs> not religion. Do you believe in the same thing that I believe in based on principalities? Jethro gave Moses that. That was second. What is your moral compass? The third thing that he gave Moses to look for when he building his team. Don't build with anyone that takes easy bribes. Ooh. Anyone that's only money focused, opportunity focused, equity focused, bread focused, advanced focused, stay away from them and stay clear. Because that's the person that's going to sell you out. Mm. That's the person that'll take an easy bribe. So only deal with people who actually care about the vision, the focus, and the exit of the company, the final of the company. That's who you build they your gotta leadership be, They got to be devoted to the vision. They the got to be devoted to the vision. vision. The long-term vision of it. That's right. That's what you build your leadership on. Let me he gave them th though. those three things, and those three things is what is what Moses sat on, he built on, and that's what got us to the promised land, Joshua. Let me ask you something, though. In the midst of building companies and, and just structuring organizations on a higher level, what happens when you say, okay, I'm looking for somebody who is capable, and you encounter said person who's capable, but they're not willing, versus the person who you don't know if they've got the skill set, because I always tell him, like, you can get a lot done with somebody who's actually who who actually wants to do the work, whether they got the experience or not, versus the person who knows to do, but they just don't want to do nothing. Let me tell you something. Well, how do you how do you how do you how do you navigate that bridge? Um, when you compromise those those principles, you lose more money than you actually gain. Okay. Um. During the pandemic, when it first hit, 2020, 2021. Right, we were one of the highest paying, based on space revenue and per person employee or staff, highest paying private firms in the country. We had twelve people on the six figure salary with fifty two people on our roster. Nobody was making less than $48,000 a year. And the team is with me right now. My executive team is with me right now to vouch. We paid well. But if they don't have the other two, they're going to lose. Mm. They can be capable. God never asked. Willing comes with 
if the morality is right. Because morality means we're on the same playing field. We're aligned. I'm not easily close to bribes. My apprentice is right here to my right. He's taking the. He's on a 36 month plan path to take my position and run our entire consulting practice. Mogul right here. I beat him up every day. He's capable. But I broke his willingness. I'm not paying you for the first eight months. Am I lying, Mowgli? Capable. But are you here for bribes? Are you for income? Are you for clout? Or do you actually believe in a vision? Because what I have for you is to replace me. Me. So when we talk about the concept of that, Jethro is talking about your leadership squad. When people build businesses, the, the, way, the reason that they fail is that when they build a business, they build support before they build leadership. Mm. My God. Support before leadership. Jesus built leadership before he built the supporters and followers. He found the ones that followed his three. Yeah, because what good is the support if there's, not, if, there, if there's no leadership to keep everything in line? I build my companies off of leaders. I don't build them off of supporters. Supporters come and go. They don't last long. At max, you'll get 10 years out of supporter. At max, you'll get 20 years out of a leader. Do the math. So you do the math. Dr. J, let me ask you this. Um, obviously, you're well-versed in, in Scripture and, and found a wonderful foundation there. Where do you find the time between running multiple businesses, right, mm -hmm. and um, – being a father, being a husband, right? Your your first job. Mm -hmm. Where do you find the time to study the word? Um, with so many different things going on, being pulled in so many different directions, having to be accountable to so many different people. And then obviously fielding my phone calls <laughs> throughout the day as well. Um my, our business, not my business, our business is built on scripture. I find time with the Lord every day. Listen, let me tell you something. I am nothing without God. I'm nothing without the example of our brother Jesus. Nothing, bro. Nothing. The thing that people fail to realize about Jesus, he was gangster. He did flip a table. He didn't surround himself with nobody weak. This is the thing that people fail to realize. He surrounded himself with self-made men, respectable men in their space, in their industry, in their country. God didn't surround himself with nobody weak. Jesus didn't surround himself with nobody that didn't have clout. First and foremost, you got to be somebody that can influence those that got their own space they can build in and still want to build with you. Secondly, 
the moment that those leaders feel like you're not going, growing, and you have no one you submit to, is the moment that they leave you. My team know there's two people I submit to: first God and their leadership and their and their specialties. I I, I don't I when when my leaders talk, I shut the hell up. I challenge them to make sure we got the best idea, but I don't override them because I trust the expertise because I have people who are capable, not willing. When we talk about scripture, you can't build a business that can sustain the test of time if you're not completely engulfed in the walk in the business building of Jesus. Jesus got the oldest business on planet Earth. But when do you find time to study the word? Between 5.30 and 7.15, my workout period. I get my butt up. I put on my lesson that I want to learn for the day. And I find at least three sermons or three messages that fit the scope of that lesson that I want to learn. And while my trainer's on, teaching me through FaceTime in my in my home office, in my home training facility, I'm listening to the word of God from three different perspectives to make sure I have a full understanding of it. And that day I'm meditating on that word all day in different in different dynamics. That's how that's how I do it. Other than that, you can't. Like other than that, if you don't find time, you find times in the things that you love. Mm. The scripture says that your heart, your heart is where your treasures lie. What does that mean? Well, where are my treasures? People always just constitute money. Your real treasure is your time. If you can't find time for God, how you can find time for wealth? Because God says that the wealth of the righteous is stored up in the hands of the wicked. So how can you get your wealth if you never spend time with him to know where your riches are? Come on. Because your riches is in that door. My riches is in that door. If I study you in that door, I would never get, I would never get my overflow that's in that door. I'm only going to get leftovers from what you give me. Translation, find your lane and, and run in that lane. Yeah. Do run you, in your lane, people. You know, faith was a, as I was mentally preparing for, for the interview today, right? Like, I was thinking about the word faith. Um, whether that be from a, a business perspective, um, from an individual perspective, or a spiritual perspective. But I'd like for you to talk a little bit about just the the construct of that word faith and how it how it operates within our lives so faith is um my my definition of faith is is to work as if you're already there to work as if it's already there to believe as if it's already there and work as if it's already done See, faith is the ability to believe that it's already there. Whatever you're there is, 
your house, your family, your wealth. But now you got to work as if it's already done. For an example, can I give you an example? Yeah, yeah. Man, when I was in college, all of us know that college broke, right? Mm. And it gets so bad that you got to call granny. The one all of us depend on. Granny going to come through. 10 out of 10. 10, 11 out of 10. Yeah. Mm. Granny coming through. One time I needed groceries. I mean, $150. Try my best not to call nobody. But I had to call Granny. I called Granny. I said, Granny, I got straight A's. <laughs> Come on, Moses. I'm killing it. Come on, Moses. <laughs> I'm doing my thing. Where you at, Moses? But, but Granny, my refrigerator is empty. She said, baby, how much you need? $150. I can want to fill my I just want to fill my food. I can do the rest. Granny say, it's done. It's Monday. I'll put the money in your account Friday when I get paid. <laughs> Hold on. You go from being hungry to now what's your demeanor after Granny say, I got you Friday. What's your demeanor? I'm grateful. What's your demeanor? You're grateful, slash. Let me figure it out for four more days. Yeah. Adam, what's your demeanor? Grateful. Adam said he's grateful. Is the money in your bank account? No. Nope. Come on, talk to him, God. The money never touched your bank account, but because of Granny's word, mm. your demeanor changed. Because of Granny's word, your stomach knows that we good. Because of Granny's word. Your spirit is confident mm -hmm. because Granny has never let you down. Yes? Facts. Indeed. Yes. Agreed. Why when we come to God, mm. the giver of all gifts, the deliverer of all things that get delivered, when we ask God for something, the same way that we ask Granny for something, do we begin to doubt when he said it's done? I feel like we should be passing around an offering plate <laughs> uh, here at the Minister of Music. So, so, so the problem that I have with people that say that they're believers is that why you got more faith in granny than you have the God that mm. created your granny? Come on, speak to him. That's perspective. Everybody ain't got the, everybody don't have the proper perspective. I so, mean, even when we talk about vision, you know, we all have our own individual things that we want to get accomplished. And it's, you know, you and I've talked about like, if you had the you had the vision for a reason, why not try to take the steps to actually make it come to fruition? Like you got the vision for a reason. Everybody's visions ain't the same. Everybody's path ain't the same. But and speaking in regards to perspective, you, you're talking about why 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 would you not trust your question? Essentially, why would you not trust God more? You trust your granny. It's it's the whole perspective. Well, thing. no, like, it's because of. We live in a world where it's a, it's it's about the results. It's a zero-sum game. Correct. You either have it or you don't. And what I'm hearing and what I'm learning, shout out to you because I, I, I'm feeling this message, right? But if you're walking as if, and you know the book, Act As If, yeah. right? I mean, fantastic book. But if you're, if you're walking um, and, and you have the posture that it's already done, yep. there is your faith. You know what I'm saying? But we live in this world where where you either have it or you don't. 
it's a zero-sum game, right? So a lot of us focus on the results instead of really focusing on the process or, or the preparation for the process to get the results. The results will come if you do one, two, and three. Four takes right. Four is going to come. So, so, so when you talk about that construct, right, I'm going to work as if it's already there. I'm going to believe as if it's already there, and I'm going to work as if it's already done. I tell people you become a millionaire before you make a million dollars. Ooh, I believe that. And it's funny because so many people on social media that never touch the million dollars be the ones that's debating me. <clears throat> How can you debate a person that's built five million dollar companies from scratch? How can you debate a person that's built them all without outside investors or the bank? How can you debate a person that they hit the Forbes Business Council? I'm telling you. You become it before you have it. Mm. And to become it means I believe it's already done. I'm working as if I'm already there. So what, it, what, what is there? Well, what are the habits of a millionaire that runs a million-dollar podcast? We on point. At all times. We have our notes. We, we, we verify our people. We ensure that the execution is already done. We're talking as if it's already there. I'm talking as if it's, I'm already there. I'm talking as if it's already done. What, what does that operate like? What does a millionaire operate like? We don't take no for no answer. Yeah, Jake didn't talk to me. He didn't reach out to me. I'm not getting in my feelings. I'm expecting for him to be busy. I'll so I'm again. going to follow up with him every day. If I got to, because that's what a million dollar podcast and partnership would do. What is that expectation? Here's the expectation. Oh, my God. Bring it home, Dr. J. Granny told you, baby, Friday is done. It's Monday. What do you go tell your roommates? Granny got us on Friday. We just got to get to Friday. God is telling you right now, I need you to just to get to when it's done. Scrap it out a few more days. Scrap it out a few more days, a few more weeks, a few more months, a few more years. It's already done. I just want to see your commitment to get there. Because if you blow Granny's phone up after she said it's done, Granny ain't sending it. But if you believe that Granny is who she says she is, if you believe that God is who he say that he is, when God said that it's done, let me operate as if it's done. What are the mechanics of a millionaire? Well, well, what are the behaviors of a millionaire? What relationships does a millionaire have? What network does a millionaire have? What investments to get in different social clubs does your millionaire have? Based on that dynamic, Am I living up to that dynamic? Because when Granny told you that groceries were paid for, you operated as if groceries were already there, didn't you? Mm -hmm. you, you? You got a plan for Saturday. Granny say food is good, $150 Friday. You already told your date Saturday, come <laughs> to the house, I'm cooking nachos. Saturday. <laughs> hey, you told your friend, hey, 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 yo, we doing pregame pre on Saturday. Why? Saturday. Because Granny told you Friday it was good. Why don't we operate in the same dynamic with God? Mm. I told my team, I said, listen, this is what we're doing. 
whether you see it or not, I see it. And if you believe in me like I believe in God, it's done. So whatever your salary is in your mind that you deserve, we're already there. Time just has to pass in order for us to get there. And God only gives us what we deserve. I say this all the time. You don't get the position that you want to get promoted to until you can show that you can fulfill the position. What does that mean? What is the description of that position of manager? What is the description of that position of CEO? What is that description of the position of investor? What is that description of the position of, of, of director? You don't get promoted until you can show that you can actually fulfill the actual job description of the promotion. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's that, that whole notion that, like, when you first start working somewhere, you feel like you're, over, uh, you're un, uh, overworked and underpaid. And then eventually you work to the point where you're, eventually, you're, you're, over, you're overpaid but underworked. Yeah. Like, you're, you're, you're getting yeah. paid for way more than what and, you actually and, do. And But here's the deal. You're getting paid for what you've already done. Yep. See, the promotion is not what you're doing today. It's what you've already done and the capabilities that you showed. So in actuality, if you ever feel like that you're overpaid and underworked, that means that you settled. Mm. Ooh. Say it again. If you feel like you're overpaid and underworked, that means that you settled for where you are. Because you should always be working for the next position. Okay, gotcha. I see yeah. where you're going. Okay. So, you know, a lot of people are, are watching this this YouTube yeah. video. And by the way, if you're enjoying the content by Dr. J, make sure you smash that like and subscribe button. Also, if you're listening on Spotify, please, or, or Apple Podcasts, or all the podcast platforms, share. Hey, hey everything except for SoundCloud, because we're not backpack rappers. Come but, on. Talk <laughs> about it. Everything except hey, for SoundCloud. Hey, hey, I like how you talk. Yeah, that's the truth. We're on everything. Capable is only on the places that are capable to pay you. We're on, we're on everything except for SoundCloud. <laughs> so uh, make sure y'all like it. But let me ask you this: um, They're hearing you, and you, 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 you're an orator, right? You got a, you're a wordsmith. You can, you speak very well. Tonality, all that good stuff, right? But they, they sitting back and they're like, man, Doctor J, he's got it together. Fresh cut, you know, fresh fit whatever whatever um i know i'm talented but i don't have that talent right i, I can't do what dr jake is I doing you. i can't do what cuff and mo are doing like how do i how do i find my talent in myself scripture says never despise small beginners there is none of my executives none of my executives have been around me less than a decade hey you gotta start somewhere no, 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 let me give you context, Mo. My head of strategy, who, who runs our content agency, Nick. A beast, by the way. She, she's a monster. She's the one who taught me networking and, and talent building. My CTO, who runs our back-end technology, He's the one who taught me tech. My CMO, who runs all of the marketing for all of our companies, taught me marketing and social. And my, my CEO that's going to replace me, Mowgli, I call him Mowgli. Everyone else call him Mogul. That's the name I gave him. 
but I endearingly call him Mowgli because he's my young buck. He's my coming up after me. He's going to take my place. He's the one who taught me how to socialize with these new folk. <clears throat> I said that to say all of them in some capacity have seen me master something new that I never had before and kill it. Now, does that make me different? No. It just means that as a leader, everyone is older, older than me on my executive team other than my apprentice who's taking my position. Everyone is older. Well, how can somebody like me lead an organization of executives that are all older than him? Study more. I build more. I develop more. Take more chances. Take more mistakes. I own up to them faster. I develop from them faster. I grow from them quicker. That's how. How do I get good at speaking? I didn't start off good at speaking. I study the, my videos and my content like I used to study when I actually hooped, play ball. I watch film on me. You say it all the time. Watch the tape. <sighs> yeah, watch the tape. That's it. I fall asleep to me. I study my videos. I study my content. I study my meetings. I study my leadership debriefs. How could I set it better? How could I develop better? How can I communicate, communicate better? How can my metaphor be better? How can my analogy be better? I study me. I'm not in the competition with being anybody else but the best version of me. And if I can study me better than anyone can study me, who can stop me? Yeah, better, mm. to find, better to find your faults first before they do. Uh, I think we got a little announcement to make here on the show too, Mo. Do we? we? Yeah. So I want to give a big shout out to the Bizco firm and the entire team, Dr. Jake Taylor Jacobs as well, um, for being this year's banquet sponsor or barbecue sponsor. Yeah, so big right. shout out to Bizco firm for that, man. Uh, I sent y'all the wrong email, my bad. But it's all good. <laughs> we good. Yeah, we made it happen. We made it happen. And, and I've I been practicing my golf. Hey, listen, let me tell you something. Your boy getting good. Hey, well, you know it's cash prizes out there. Everybody's yeah, we got prize money out there, Chief. Yeah, it's, 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 so I can make back what I invested? Something like uh, it. Uh, if you got 10 of you. 10 a, per of a percentage of it, yes, sir. Oh, I but the money goes to a good yeah. cause. Like, shout out to the, 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 the Leukemia Lymphoma Society, North Texas Alzheimer's yeah. Association. Shout out to those two organizations yeah. that we donate yeah. funds to. Yeah, That's we're it. excited, man. And, uh, you know, we definitely got to hit the course a couple of times before we get out, you know, before this June. So June, Saturday, June 10th, mark your calendars, 8 a.m., shotgun start. Um, have any questions, shoot us a DM. Um, we're going to get back to the podcast with Dr. Jake Taylor Jacobs. Um, I want to I want to shift gears into, you know, so we, we talked about vision, right? We've talked about faith. Um, I think one of the important things, especially in business, right, um, is the element of execution. Yeah. Um, and then oftentimes, first of all, I want to give you a shout out because I had never heard of or, or been around the circles to have the conversations about you get into a business or you start a business to sell the business, to exit the business. You know, so I want to give you a big shout out for that. But. And, and before you can even exit the business, yeah. you got to execute, yeah. right? So let's talk about that. Um, and I think it's something that a lot of people don't really dive into yeah. in terms of execution. Yep. 
I, I think that first and foremost, what we got to understand is that um, if you don't build a business with the intent to exit, you can never actually build a business with top talent. Okay. This is what I mean. What I mean by exit is there's two type of exits. You sell your company. Thanks, Mo. Problem, you sell sir. your company or you go public. How else can you get top talent if they're not a part of a million-dollar exit in that capacity? That means your vision has to also include Vision Lab, those who are extremely talented in their goals and their aspirations and Inclusive. You gotta bring everybody with you who's who's down for the cause. Yeah, so when it comes to that, um, and I told you how how long my guys and my gals have been around me, everyone's vision can fit inside of my world. It's because I always build with the excellent in mind. It's so crazy when people build businesses, Cuff and Mo, that when it comes to real estate, we have no emotion. Mm. I buy a house, I fix it up, and I what? Sell it. Mm. I rent it out, one or the other. If I rent it out, and at a point where it becomes too much of a... Hassle. I what? Sell, Sell it. it. Oh. But a business, we want to ride until we die. Because we want, to give it, we want to give it to our children. It's our baby. Mm-hmm. Bro, your business is nothing different than an asset than a real estate is. Bro, you know that 0.8% of black and brown companies ever sell? We sold a company. So we're in the top 0.8%. I did that before 31. You know that less than... You know that less than 20% of companies... Technically, if you want to get real technical based on tax returns, tax, taxes, less than 6% of businesses ever make a million dollars one time in their career. Wow. I did that at 26. We don't even know the concurrent number of the business that does it every year. I've done this 626, I'm 31. Less than 2% of businesses ever do eight figures, that's $10 million in one year. Not concurrent, just one year. I did that before 30. 99% of small businesses in America never hire one employee. I did that at 28, 52 full-time staff and employees. 15 was at six-figure salaries. What am I saying? I'm saying that as an entrepreneur, a founder, a leader. Operator. An operator. You cannot get top talent if your vision is as small as the seed that you planted. You got to think in regards to what the seed's supposed to turn into. If you plant a seed, let's call it an apple seed. You don't plan for it to be a seed. You plan for it to be an apple tree. Correct? Correct. 
when you put in a seed in your wife. Hmm. <laughs> or your girl. You know what that seed is. You have the expectation that's going to turn into a baby, correct? That will turn into a human, correct? That will turn into an adult, correct? That have values to society, correct? Well, why, why when we sow a seed of our business or our dreams, we shortcut that? Every other demographic, your first three companies are not your legacy companies. That's your platform companies. You build them to sell, to get more capital, to do the thing again or a different thing, and to build more capital, to build the thing or a different thing. Let's take Mark Cuban for an example. Mm -hmm. Oof. He had a bar in college that he sold, right? By the way, you got the hang of that cigar thing now for it to be your first go. I'm quick. That's why we're going to be billionaire. I receive it. Um, a bar. Sold it. Took that capital. Rolled it into his IT, his, nope, his IT solutions company that he built and sold. You know what his IT solutions company was? Businesses are buying computers that they don't know how to work. He said, if I read the manual... <laughs> that business owners don't have the time to read, I can troubleshoot their issues that they don't have time to troubleshoot. What a hole, what a easiest, hole to fill in the marketplace. The easiest way to build riches is actually providing a service, mm -hmm. not selling a product. That's it. You fill the hole, you provide a service. Made millions. Took that money. Rolled it into, he said, hey, how can I actually create a broadcast company that can get college games to the average ordinary person. He figured it out online. Sold that to Yahoo. Took that capital. So bar, sale. IT company, solutions company, sale. Broadcast company, sale. Took this Yahoo stock, leveraged against it. Billion dollars. Bought the Mavericks. Sale. It took him three major sales to become the owner of the Mavericks. But black folk, brown folk, people in our community, whether it's black, brown, Puerto Rican, Asian, white, or, or whatever, for some reason, you want to pass your company to your child. Are you doing the same business your mom or daddy doing? No. Oh, are you doing the same? Adam, are you doing the same business your mom and daddy doing? No. So why in the hell do you think that you're supposed to be doing what your mom and daddy doing? Mm. Your child. Your child don't want your business. Your child don't want your job. What God created for and curated for you and you or you is for you. It's not for your child. Your child is going to have a different mission. Your child needs options. They don't need your position. Is it, yes, our children need options, but I'll take it a step further, maybe, and hopefully you agree. They need the freedom to explore those options. Correct. Because one of the things that, like, 
I'm working on is to where when my daughter is of age, I want her to have the freedom to say, mom and dad, this is what I want to do. And she, I want her to have the free space to where she can look at the chessboard, if you will, and say, this is, what are, what are, this what is are, the option that I prefer. What versus are options like being, without freedom? What's that? What are options without freedom? Nothing. Job. Again, your child wants options. My daughter, my daughter came to me, and this is going viral on social media as we speak. People are acting ridiculous about it. My daughter came to me. They mad because my daughter came to me and said, Daddy, my daughter has literally been through damn near every appointment I've ever closed. Every major appointment I've ever closed, she's been a part of. She said, Daddy, what if I don't want the business? She's seven, dog. What if I don't want to run what the you company built. you started? <laughs> you know what I told her? Whatever, whatever you want to do, I'm going to buy a business doing it. You can do your dream. What if it's painting? I will buy you an established commission field art artist uh art gallery. Art, art, gallery. Art, art gallery. Where your paintings can be in and you can get make money off the commission of others. It's already established. But you can do what you want to do. The most prestigious position to feel is the, the position of a pastor. But most pastor children don't <laughs> want that position. In PKs. Why? Because it's not their calling. And when PKs, preacher's children, kids, take the position of their father without anointing, that destroys everything that they built. So a lot of people be like, the Rockefellers, the this, this, your ass don't know. <laughs> you live paycheck to paycheck. No matter how much money you make. I see clients all the time. Paycheck to paycheck. You don't know nothing about legacy. Because none of us have actually experienced the next generation yet. So how can you talk about legacy? When your child ain't grown enough to take yours. We babies. I said that to say this. People say that they're Christians, but they don't follow Jesus. When Jesus found, passed uh, uh, John the Baptist, he had disciples that said, hey, Jesus, I want to follow you. You know what Jesus told them? Why? <laughs> Why do you want to follow me? Do you what know you the want? path that I'm on? <laughs> you know scripture, don't you, Mom? <laughs> A little bit. And you know what he told them? If you want to follow me, come, come spend some time with me. First, get to know me, my habits, my behaviors, how I feel. My perspective. These are these are John the Baptist's top disciples. Why would Jesus say that? He said that because it's important for them to understand that when it came to following somebody like him, it came with weight. It came with change. It came with not the norm. It came with ruffling feathers. 
And if you want to create change, you got to be willing to break the rules. If you're willing to break the rules, you got to be willing to stand out. If you're willing to stand out, you got to be willing to be ostracized. And me and my team want all the smoke. So you've mentioned this a couple of times, Dr. J. Um, under the umbrella, possible guys of mentorship, right? Um, you talked earlier about Moses and Jethro. Um, now you're talking about uh, Jesus and John the Baptist. How important is it for people to, to seek mentorship? All right, so let me just tell you this. Let me just tell you this. You can't find one great man that didn't have a great mentor. Mm. One more time. You cannot find one great man that didn't have a great mentor. I'll wait. Mm. Every great man that you can think of was an apprentice of a greater man. You know what's quite funny? It's so crazy to me that Christians talk about Jesus at 12 and 13 was teaching adults in a temple. He told his parents that you're not my father, you're not my mother. We talk about that. Well, we forget from 13 to 30. Mm. Who taught Jesus from 13 to 30? Oh, that's, that's facts. Who taught Jesus from 13 to 30? No one ever talks about it. That's 17 years of learning, seeking, observing people the scripture the philosophy the strategy the mishaps why do you think Jesus was so efficient from 30 to 33 he learned all the lessons see here's a piece that no pastor has ever been able to dismantle me on and I will say this on y'all show, waiting for a pastor to challenge me. And I will sit here and here if one wants to. You know what makes Jesus great? Name me one being, boy, that was not of the lineage of a man from birth that was in the lineage in scripture that was a stepson what kid was a stepson that was that was that was brought up in scripture from a man or a man that was great that is a Jesus very, is the only one that's a very interesting statement Jesus was Joseph's stepson. How did Jesus have two older brothers, half brothers? That's in scripture. If y'all look up public figure, that he had two older brothers that said, Jesus, if you are who you said that you are, you want to be a public figure? You do all this in Bethlehem, go to Judea during the festival and find more disciples. And Jesus told him, It's always a good time for y'all. It's now a good time for me. 
I come to put fathers against mothers, mothers against fathers, sisters against brothers, brothers against sisters. Because what I have is a condemning word. And when it's my time, it's my time. Mash our question during those times. Could you have a wife and have a mistress that had a baby? Yes or no? No. That would have meant that Joseph was married before. It's funny how we forget context. How did Jesus have half brothers, but Mary never had another son? Mm. Mary didn't have a son before. How did Jesus have older half-brothers? Had to be Joseph. Wait a minute. Could you have sons out of wedlock back then without getting stoned? The reason why none of us can see ourselves in the same shoes as Jesus is because people have made it to seem as though Jesus was made from some celestial being made from spiritual sperm. That's a term, spiritual sperm. Why would God, let's let's break it now. Why would God put a woman put a man who is married up they call Joseph upright. That means a man who does right. Why would God put Joseph, who is upright with older sons, Mary, in a situation with a 13-year-old woman who was adult at the time? Or he put him in a situation where his marriage would be conflicted if that if he didn't fuck her. <laughs> y'all ain't never lied about women y'all had sex with. <laughs> <laughs> So what's the point I'm making? What makes Jesus so great is not the fact that he was born of perfect conception. It's the fact that he was born through sin and chose to be perfect. Mm. But answer the question, though. Is, is, was Joseph married before? Absolutely he was. Divorced or did it, was he a widow or widower? He was married, dog. He was married. Back then, there was no divorce, dog. No, there was divorce back no, then. No, it was not, dog. I'm going to go crack the book on this one. Who, who was divorced back well, then? Well, I'm, I'm not no, going go yes. to get in the, in, into a, uh, you said yes. a biblical battle because you'll win. Because I'm, I'm getting into where, like you talked about earlier, everybody's... You know, in, in different lanes, well, different I built, spaces. I built this scripture. I built my business off scripture. There's never been a pastor that's been able to, never, never been a pastor that has been willing and able to contradict or prove that I'm wrong. Never. So I'm curious, 17 to 30, we're talking about mentorship. What happened? No, 13. Yeah, 13, 13, thir yeah, 13, 13 to 30, excuse me. 13 to 30, who was Jesus' mentor? That's in the Apocrypha. You got to figure that out for yourself, big fella. Mm. You talking about the, we talking about the chapters that got actually kicked out of the Bible because of... The lost books. The lost books. King Lewis, or whoever the fucking king was at the time that put himself as Jesus. 
He made himself. He made him. He made his son Jesus, who's white. Everybody know Jesus is black. Adam know that. You can't put two white people together to make a black person, but you can put two black people together and they can create an albino, and two albinos together can actually create a Caucasian. It's a fact. Adam's more of us than we are of him. The fact. That's no. That's no disrespect of anybody. This is a fact. Put a black man and a black woman together, she can create albino. You can't put Adam and, and a white woman together and they create a black person. It can't happen. This is no offense. Y'all can cut this out of your show if you want to. <laughs> you can cut it out if you want to. I'm okay with that. But I'm talking to y'all right now. You can't create that. So what am I saying? I'm saying that when you talk about the context of scripture, you got to look at scripture for what it is. I don't look at scripture for a fairy tale. I look at scripture for what it is. Mm-hmm. And man made Jesus impossible to duplicate. Which is why we are like, just give it to Jesus. We can never be him. When Jesus in his own words said that people after me will be greater than me. How can the man who is the final word of God say that even you after me will be greater than me? If he's the final word, why would he say that? Mm. Because he understood that Jesus was the prototype. God allowed for Jesus to come to be the prototype for something we never seen before so that we can emulate because he know that we're finicky people and we need something to follow. He brought Saul because before Saul, it was just Samuel. Samuel argued with God and said that we don't need a king. And God said, the people want a king, give them a king. He went and found Saul. Saul failed. Gave us David. Then Samuel, then after that, was the last king of Israel. I'll wait. Ain't been no last king of Israel. Samuel was the last king of Israel. That's why they're fighting right now. So the point that I'm making is this. We all have the capability of becoming godlike. Psalms 82.6 says, Ye are made in the image of the Most High. Matter of fact, if you go up to Psalms 82 to 6, it says, we are blind. We're walking in darkness, not knowing who we are. John 10, 34, Jesus said in his own mouth, didn't I say in your word that ye are made in the image of the Most High? How can you say that God is your father but not consider yourself a lowercase God? Not the God, but the Most High. So the question, how can we produce what we produce? Because each one of my partners, from Iggy to Jiggy to Sean to Mowgli, who's changing, are gods in their own right. But we all submit to the Most High. No doubt. And And I submit to... His ability, Jig, Iggy, 
and Nick, I, I submit today dominance. And when you understand that, your life will change. I think he's on fire tonight. Well, yeah, he's on fire tonight. But I think he and our uh, our other brother Ryan will be the only person who gets to be on this show a third time because the third episode is coming. Yeah, yeah, that's an open invitation for sure. Shout out to Ryan Rayford. Hey, Ryan, <laughs> you'll love him. You will make sure you get to meet him. Well, listen, uh, Mo, I think it's that time. It is, sir. It is. Uh, it is time to land the plane. I'm sorry. No, you good. No, you good. High, Come on, so, man. So far high. No, you good. It's my first time on the cigar, so I think I was further than I needed to be. <laughs> <laughs> As you know, we asked everybody on the show, and we'll see how your answers have changed since okay. the last time we had you on. Let's get it. As you and yep. a round table, yep. you get five seats. Okay. Uh, the only stipulation is that you can't have, for you, you can't have any religious figures at the table. Bet. Dead or alive, who do you want at your table? I'm taking uh, Ignacio. I'm taking Sean. I'm taking Nick. I'm taking Amir. And I'm last I'm taking, I'm taking me. You're already there. You're already there. You I'm get right, yeah. You the would, table. Yeah. Yep. So you get five people. I'm taking Vision Lab. Y'all as a collective. All right. There All right. it is. Second time I think we got invited yeah. to the table. We'll be there that. as the LLC. Yeah, for sure. Um, real quick, Doctor Jake, for the uh, visionaries that are still you know watching this episode, how can they follow you? How how can they learn more about uh, Bisco Firm and uh, and the like? Uh, you can follow Bisco Capital on IG. You can follow thebiscofirm.com. We're a full-service property equity firm that has two departments. One side is a full-service consultant, biz, dev, and marketing firm. The other side is an enterprise a software uh, acquisitions company. And our number one goal is to provide for black and brown folk to be seen as innovators in the space. We provide support, biz, dev, and and uh, consulting to those companies, take them to the next level. And then the other companies that are not in software, we want to provide efficiency support to be able to help us actually reach the next level. The biggest goal is for us to make as many IPO public companies as we can, because the truth is, how can we call ourselves equal if we don't give each other equal job opportunities? I want to ask him something, because he's talking about it. I heard a wise man say about two weeks ago, he said there are visionaries and there are integrators. And he said magic happens when the right when the right visionaries get with the right integrators. That's right. Do you view your squad, your team, your your family, your 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 tribe, if you will? Yep. You are obviously the lead visionary. Do you view them as well, clearly you do, but what is your viewpoint in regards to them being the proper integrators? I think that my team are visionaries. Our integrators, we haven't found them yet. Ooh, that's a scary thought, considering how far you've already gone. Yeah, we're, we're visionaries because a lot of people think that visionaries are quick and quick and easy to find, um, or innovators. I'm sorry, we believe that innovators are easy to find. The visionaries are actually the hardest to find. Mm -hmm. The people that's willing to stick around, that take the two thousand, three thousand a month, fifteen hundred a month, that want to find something through. Innovators find something that's already been established to make better. Visionaries take things that have not been seen to make them visual for the innovators. And my team are full of visionaries. 
uh, <clears throat> people that had set the tone first. If you take Nick, Nick was the very first woman to come online on YouTube to actually talk about the LGBTQ community. She taught people how to understand how to address and understand people in that space. I'd love to get her on the show to talk about oh, that too. Listen, you need to because she's one of the coldest. She's one of the coldest social strategists on the planet. I'm talking about any platform. She's built four four million dollar companies from scratch from her innovative ability. You talk about a uh, 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 Sean. I call him. I call him a uh, 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 Jig. Uh, Jig is probably one of the most talented web developers. Um, cybersecurity curators um, um, of our generation, um, and he has the has had the ability to be able to back multi-million-dollar companies that started from scratch, bootstrap companies, and able to protect them, make sure that we had everything that we need. And I'm happy to be able to call him my friend. You talk Iggy, who's an innovator of all things marketing, online, and advertisement. People come to him whether it's Web through Web two. Or Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. He's one of the ones to do it. You got Mowgli, who was an innovator when it came to photography, taking people from Walmart, putting them in the biggest uh, model platforms on the in the country, finding talent from scratch. Matter of fact, if it wasn't for Mogul, our our our, 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 our apprentice, who's here to take over the company and become the CEO, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't be where we are, because he's the one who forced me to get online. He told me, I'm not taking nothing from you salary-wise. But if I'm not going to take nothing, you got to listen to me. I want you to meet this person, this person, this person. He's the one who took us online. Is the reason why we are where we are. So if it wasn't for all of the innovators that are around us that pushed our company forward, we wouldn't be in the position that we are. I'm just the face of people who actually set the tone for where we are. And the people that's going to stabilize the companies and take them for the next level it's not these people. It's the ones that probably came from from Fortune 500 companies that are maintainers, that are executives, that are already existing. But everyone on my team are innovators, people that's willing to break the rules. And from breaking the rules, we find people that's willing to follow the rules that we create. Love that. Love that. So I'm curious, um, besides the word, what books is what books are you reading right now? Um, is it is it possible? For me to uh, open up my um, phone? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the books that I'm reading right now are... I'm chasing after you. All right. Um, the, the books that I'm reading right now are... Um, uh, the Private Equity Playbook by Adam Coffey. Um, the Exit Strategy by Adam Coffey, um, Buffett Partnership Letters by Whitney Tilson, um, uh, Warren Buffett on Business by Warren Buffett, um, Power, The 48 Laws of Power. Um, That's a long one. And The Intelligent Investor by Benjamin Graham. Those are the ones that I'm reading right now. I'm actively engaged in those things. And I, the last thing I want to actually submit to, if you guys don't mind, um, I'm thankful of my executive team. I'm actually the youngest of my executive team, and they trust me with their future. They trust me with their vision. They trust me with their goals, and I don't take that for granted. Um, I'm very thankful for them to come to be a part of this journey that we're on. 
Um, and I just want to say that uh, when you're building a company and you're building an executive squad, you want to build it with people that actually not only believe in you, they believe in a vision, and they see their goals being accomplished with your vision, whether it's up or down that you go through. The transparency of where you are, the transparency of where they want to go, it's important for where y'all want to go. And it's important that you understand that, especially being black and brown as an executive, as an entrepreneur, as a founder, that you understand the importance of diversity, but you also understand the importance of not high siding. Don't fake it till you make it. Be transparent until you make it. What a word. What a word. Dr. Jake, as always, such a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, Mo, I think we got another banger. Indeed. It's starting off uh, Q2 the right way. Uh, Visioners, hope you enjoyed this show. Remember, each one of our guests are dropping nuggets of wisdom on the trail of life. At the end of the day, my friends, it's up to you to pick them up. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Ryan Mosley. He is Ryan Cuffey. Thank you again to our guest, Dr. Jake Taylor Jacobs. Shout out to his team for rocking with us today as well. And uh, we'll see you guys on the next episode of the Vision Lab podcast. Blessings.